them up, knock them down. I'm the greatest in my town. I'm the greatest. Yeah. Welcome to the Uncommons Podcast. Luke Bacchistetti here with the man, the myth, and uh, I would say the legend, at least. <laughs> um, Caleb Fossum, uh, best friend, business partner, Superman to my Batman. <laughs> and uh, what are we talking about today? Because uh, we're pretty excited about this one. Yeah, uh, you know, two pretty big topics that we were going to get into today, which we've been talking about a lot, is um, culture and just, you know, experimenting different things within different cultures, respecting other cultures, um, and just pretty much getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, you know what I mean? Out of your routine, doing doing things that you would normally do. But I think other cultures um, kind of open that perspective for you, you know? So, totally. Dude, and that's like, uh, we were talking, we had a late night, uh, um, late night sesh last night, just talking about business plans and just like things you want to bring you guys and just things you want to create. And um, he had a really, really good idea. And it was about this entire idea of just getting cultured. So, yes, that can mean like, um, like going to and visiting other places and actually like, seeing and feeling the culture yeah but you can also start like with baby steps of just like you know music or art or foods or just like while being like wherever you are like at home um so that's like how i've been able to do it lately but i mean you just got back from hawaii and like, yeah. that is a completely different culture from i mean southern california here yeah absolutely i mean it's uh I, I love the island man i love everything about it i love the culture i love the people um everybody out there is just so much nicer i feel like everybody's just very laid back um you know it's it's a different you're on an island it's different i mean the, you know it's some people that have never left the island to see the mainland they, they don't understand anything other than the island so i think the vice versa leaving the mainland and going to the island is a whole new experience um and i just saw a lot of cool things out there you know um her uncle you know we had a service out there and you know rest in paradise to him but you know uncle jesse but it was an amazing experience um i mean the, the funeral, the service itself was, was awesome. We took like seven boats out, um, you know, family members on each boat. We go out there in the middle of the ocean. Um, we circle around, right? We make a circle with the boats. Um, everybody, you know, we spread his ashes in the middle of the ocean. Everybody was throwing their lays in the middle of the ocean. Some people threw hats, shirts, and then all the kids, uh, you know, uh, jumped into the water, dove in, and we're just hugging in the water. And it was just um, a crazy um, emotional experience. And it was so awesome to see. And, you know, uh, you know, Minnie made a really cool video about it um, that she posted on, on her personal page. Um, and it was just, I mean, I, I personally never met Uncle Jesse, but I mean, just watching the video and being there, I was like, I felt like I knew him. And it was, it was just, it was a crazy experience. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, it's obviously so different than how a lot of us have ever experienced funeral. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it's, um, people always like say like uh, celebrating life, but like sometimes it doesn't always feel like that, you know, yeah. also because it's sad as shit. Obviously, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, it, it sucks. Yeah. Obviously. It sucks in every capacity. Absolutely. Um, but it's really cool. Like that when you were telling me about it and saw the video, it's, yeah. like, you guys really should definitely check out that video, but it's, uh, you could even feel it through a video of just like, they do things differently there. Yeah. Like, you know, even something like as big and dramatic as that is like, you, you kind of think like, uh, I mean, it's, Everyone kind of deals with it the same way. Like, yeah. No, like they, they didn't. And I thought that was a really cool way. And that was like the perfect introduction of, because uh, that's a really big thing to get cultured on yeah. in that experience. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other smaller like ways that like we could talk about just like, just dipping into like accepting other cultures, just experiencing other cultures. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of other things you can do to start. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think music's also really, a really, you know, cool way to dive into different cultures. Like I've always been a big reggae fan. I grew up listening to Sublime. Like we talked about, we made jokes um on the other po podcast but um you know and then i got into country like trey tenzo was pushing me to listen to country or kids and i thought it was the dumbest thing ever and now i love country and it's just like it's like we talked about don't be the guy that says he hates sushi never tried it yeah you know i mean uh, like go try uh -huh. different things and what's uh -huh. cool about country and reggae is out there on the island they take like every country song and turn it into their own local reggae version that you only hear on the local radio station oh, that's sweet. so if you're from it. the mainland like you probably haven't heard a lot of those remixes yeah. in reggae so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, like they made remixes to Tequila, Rumor, like a, lo a lot of big songs that came out. You know, um, having their own little reggae twist to it. So it, it's kind of a cool deal. I mean, it's just it's just culture. It's just just a vibe out there, man. And um, it's I, I really really enjoyed it. And I definitely it opened my perspective as far as like wanting to go to other countries and try different things. And you know, like we're watching that Zac Efron show right now, Down mm -hmm. to Earth, and um, just what he's doing as far as you know, kind of changing the narrative on a lot of things that we do out here in America that, you know, a lot of people don't know about, like, as far as water and 
just he's doing like a whole sustainability thing, you know, in, in Iceland, how they have those hot, hot springs that literally energize the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just, yeah, you were telling me about just crazy stuff, but it's like, you know, there's just so much different stuff that we've never experienced yet that we're sitting here and we're like, we're sleeping on. You know what I mean? Like wake up and go experience new stuff. Totally. And like you even left like the, because it's such a bubble here. Um, yeah. It's, Orange County, California is more of a bubble than like, like the NBA bubble going on right now. Like there's yeah, like, yeah. It's such a bubble. It is. And it's like, and we're very, very fortunate to live here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, more, it's like arguably the most beautiful place on the planet. But it, some of my favorite experiences of my entire life is literally leaving here and seeing something else. Oh, so yeah. Like, even, even baseball tournaments, you like even driving to Vegas to Arizona, mm-hmm. but then the Florida, Omaha, which I've been to. And it was like, got off the, I remember like, for the rest of my life, I got off, I got off the plane in Omaha with my sister and my mom we went to uh for a baseball tournament first sign i see is a tornado warning and i was like mom they actually, they actually <laughs> those are real yeah. it's not just a movie twister like there's it, actually it, tornadoes exactly it scared the shit out of me because i mean me i'm just like uh i know earthquakes we'd have to do with anything out here honestly dude, i like, mean it's natural disaster wise yeah dude, it's like we, we have earthquakes where we have to have the one i mean yeah the one i mean <laughs> the movie san andreas kind of freaked me out yeah. bit, but, but dude and then uh Going to, um, it was two or three years ago, um, my family took a trip out to Ohio and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Dude, Midwest is so different. Yes, man. yes. So different. Yes. And it is awesome. Like the temperature yeah. and the climate, everything's the weather's, the weather's different. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely wetter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's still as hot too. So it's a little, yeah. You no, know, it's, it's a little different. But like, dude, the space out there. The food just is like yeah, the just, food is a just huge different. part of culture. It, yeah, dude, it's it's so different and like just some of the music and stuff. But like my favorite thing about like just even not even like ex- like educating yourself on culture is just like realizing like it's different here than where yes. I'm from. Like yes. even like when I uh, and respecting it. Yeah, well, even even like the like the things of different cultures. Like oh my god, it's so much better. Like when my brother and I were driving down the highway, um, in. Ohio or Indiana or Michigan, wherever we were driving, it was like, okay, one, there's a house every mile. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. It's one lane. There is so much grass. Mm-hmm. It's so green everywhere. Yeah. So it's not even like go educate yourself with culture. It's just like, it's different here and people live like this. And we think it's so normal here in OC, just like building, 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 building. You have a backyard? Really? You, oh, uh, yeah. So you have concrete in the backyard. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like different. Like, and the dude, just, just, being able to leave a location anywhere, I think is a great first way to get cultured. Even just like leaving the city, just like, Oh yeah, go explore. Even down here is just like, even the beach city, like Huntington beach is totally different from Dana point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, and they're like the same kind of like the beach cities and everything, but they're, they're different cultures. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'll touch on that food. I mean, out in Hawaii and especially, you know, the food that her parents were cooking for us were just, it was just unbelievable. And everything I ate was just, it's, it's real. You go catch the fish, you cook the fish, you eat the fish. I mean, it's real. There's no yeah. middleman. That's, yep. that's the good, that's the good stuff. And, um, even each Island has its own different vibe. Like, you know, the big Island was very kind of, it was more country. It was more, you know, like country style, like trucks and way less city and, you know, just less people. Oahu, you know, is more, um, you know, kind of like city and a lot of, you know, stuff it's going like, on. It's tur- busy. Touristy there? Yeah. Yeah. Point? I mean, that's yeah. what I would say, you know, I mean, even though I'm a tourist, you know I mean? Whatever. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, so go get cultured. And then an- another thing is like, I was so blessed to be able to play college, you know, sports in different cities. Like, you know, I go to Pullman, Washington, where there's literally nothing but a college. You know what I mean? And people from different backgrounds and I meet who's uh, a guy who's now one of my best friends who's from new Orleans. And, you know, he's from a completely different background. It just brings all these different people together that's the cool thing about sports is that you bring all these people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different cultures all together and you respect them. We had guys straight from, you know, the islands of Samoa, you know, where mm-hmm. they're, they're giving us food and, and showing us what they wear and just, you know, the language and teaching us like words here and there, you know, so it's just cool to be, to get cultured and just respect everything. Um, so I think getting out of the city and going to explore that is, is a huge, huge, huge deal. And, you know, even Nevada, I learned a lot like, I learned a lot about myself as far as like, I don't want to live in a city. I love small towns. I mean, mm-hmm. my boy Reese, you know, the Neville's like we talked about, we talked about him a little bit. Um, but the Neville's live, you know, in the small town of Earrington, Nevada, where, you know, night in the country's host. And it's really cool. It was the first time I was introduced to the little small town. And 
first of all, night in the country, it's a, it's a huge concert and you're living on the campgrounds and it's cool. We're staying at the house, but then just going back and visiting the family, it's, you know, they have huge land. They got backyards. They're able to take their four wheelers up in the mountains. That's so close. And oh, yeah. Go down here, go, you know, go visit this place and just kind of be outdoorsy. It's more, you know, when you're in the city, you have to worry about so much other, you know, bullshit that it's like, yeah. it's hard to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is a good segue into the next topic we were talking about. Like, um, so it's moving a little bit away from culture because uh, we're going to have probably a really um, a big episode about like yeah. things you can try to, you know. Absolutely. Uh, it's just the idea of educate yourself, culture yourself. It's just that just trying new shit type of stuff. Yeah, see what you like before you say you don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're going to probably dedicate an entire episode purely to that topic. But so to segue a little bit and bounce uh, off of something that you did in Hawaii is uh, you trained some kids out yeah. in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a, like a, a certification. There's no piece of paper that says like you're certified to do this. Yeah. There are so many people that like refuse to do something, refuse to, I get like, there's, a, there are legalities. There are some yes. things you legally cannot do until yeah. it says like, Hey, you, you have, legally to, have to have a license. You have yeah. to get this license. Yeah. Like you, driving for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. But uh, you know, so, but I used to train people um, like do like physical fitness training. Um, a little bit and people would always be like don't you need a like don't you need your um, certification yeah you, or, like your cpt for it yeah i don't even know what it is and uh i think that's what it's called uh, <laughs> some acronym with three or four letters um but like everyone's like don't you need a cert for it i'm like uh you certainly can get it but like this person who knows less than i do is asking me questions about how to get fit in the way yeah. that, the way that i do like my yeah. certification is like i've used this before yeah and it worked for me that's exactly. that's where that's my certification exactly and it's not even one of those things where, like i'm not in like bodybuilding shape i'm not in like the superior like like species type of shape it's like no like i'm a little bit better in shape than this person and they're asking me for help and that's kind of like this idea of you were there you had more experience than some of these kids and even some of these coaches yeah you know you're not a you're not a certified coach you're not a certified no. trainer but you still you still help these kids and you, you taught them a ton as you seem like yeah, I mean, the thing is, as far as that goes, like, you just got to be confident in as far as what, what you've done and just know that you're not going to know everything. And the game's always evolving as far as whatever you're trying to be a certified, you know, quote, unquote, trainer, coach, whatever it is, the game's constantly evolving. So how are you actually certified? So you get certified in 2011, but you're telling me that it hasn't changed over the last, yeah. you know, nine years, whatever, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So I just don't really understand the whole point of that, which, I mean, we're not knocking anybody that has certifications. Like, that's awesome. You went to the school no, and you all, did that. All you're doing is furthering your education. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. I mean? But as far as I go, and I tell these kids, like, hey, man, listen, I don't know everything. I've sat behind great receivers. I've played with great receivers and quarterbacks and great coaches have taught me a lot. I just took all the information from everybody um, and put it into my own words and use it for myself. And this is what I've done. I mean, this is how I got recruited. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving them – you know, one size fits all. This is just what's worked for me. And it, and it seemed to help a lot of kids. And as far as the coaches go, you know, they're asking me questions about, you know, it's a high school level. Well, the people and coaches I was talking to. So yeah, on the college level, they want to know what you're learning. And as when, and what I learned is, you know, the, the kids and coach on Hawaii, you know, they just, they, some of them haven't been exposed to the mainland. So they don't really know what's going on. You know, there's kids asking me like, you know, about this camp and this, and just, and just, they want to learn. And so I told them like, I don't know everything. And if you ask a question that you really want to know the answer to, I'll go find it for you if mm-hmm. I don't know it. So I think it's just being confident in what you do know and being confident also in what you don't know. Like, don't be scared because you don't have a certification that people aren't going to listen to you. It's like, well, if they, if they're, they're coming to you for a reason, they want to uh-huh. learn from you. So uh-huh. you've already set the example that you're, that you know something about that yep. subject that they don't. Yep. So just be confident, give what you can. And then, you know, I mean, that's, that's the rest. I mean, I really know you don't, you don't need certificate. Don't let not being certified scare you out of helping people. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I always bring up the reference of uh, the most successful um, like life coach of all time is yeah. Tony Robbins. And yeah. he's helped millions. He's made probably his company's at least gross, probably one to 2 billion. He doesn't, doesn't have a single certification, yeah. not one. And he's that. the most go-to, most watched, most listened probably on it like orator and speaker like on the planet honestly like for over the last 30 years he probably has had the most eyeballs in the ears like pay, paying attention to him yeah and he, the dude doesn't have a single certification but like i know so many people and this could be like this is something that we're going to really build in the community and like some of the products that we're like working to bring to you guys is like um finding something that you are skilled at because if you spent some time even if just think about it this way if you've even spent seven days on a topic and you know seven days worth of information you know more than somebody who 
is interested in that topic that has zero days. So therefore, to them, you are that expert. Well, You're not the expert, but you are an expert compared to them. And they, if people realize that, then they're willing to, you know, exchange like exchange money for services. Boom, you made a sale. That's business. You know, yeah, we're getting right into an income thing. But it's yeah. like even the idea of teaching somebody something that even if you have a little bit more knowledge than them on or a lot more, teaching somebody something is just going to help you understand it a thousand times more. So there's a saying too, like, you know, sometimes the best players aren't the best coaches. Sometimes the best coaches aren't the best players. And I do think that's true for both. You know, there's some great coaches that never played. There's some great players that, that just can't, you know, coach a kid from zero and coaching a kid from zero is very hard. Um, But the point I'm getting to is I think sometimes experience overrules knowledge. I mean, you know, I'm not, like I said, a certified nutritionist. I'm not a certified strength coach but I've learned and worked with a lot of great ones to where I've had a lot of experience in this field. I mean, we've been working with our bodies for what, 20 years. I mean, I mean, 20 something, you know, maybe a little bit less, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like our body was, my body was my business for a long time. I put a lot into it. So I understand it. You know, that's, that's experience that becomes knowledge, you know? And also, you know, my cousin said something funny the other day. He's like, you know, I heard your thirties are the best time of your life because like you're, you're finally old enough to be looked at as like, you know, a business, not, I, I don't really know the right words he said, but he said something along the lines of like, you know, you're not looked at as a kid anymore, like a 23 year old kid that thinks he knows what he's talking about. But I'm like, why does that matter? Why does age matter? Like if there's a 16 year old kid that has knowledge about something that I know nothing about, like my brother, if I had to go to him for like video game or like gaming or video streaming references, I'm yeah. sure he knows a shit more than, than uh-huh. I do. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think age is that funny number where like we're, we're 23 years old and we're going to, you know, launches product that I think can help millions of people. But it's also like, if you're willing to accept the constructive criticism and coaching from us, but we also want to accept the coaching and stuff from you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it works both ways. Like totally. you're never going to stop learning. You learn just as much from your students as you do as a coach. You know what I mean? So I just think being open-minded, taking, taking coaching and then giving it back. Like, Hey, Caleb, I didn't really agree with this. This is why maybe you teach me something new or, you know, I like this point, but I did this. And then maybe it helps me. And it's just gaining perspective and being open-minded and just not having the ego to think, you know, everything. Cause those are the worst type of people. Like mm-hmm. it's continuously growing and changing every single second. So yeah, the two things to build off of right there. It's like uh, one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard is from a, I don't even know exactly what his title is. He's like the number one mental sports performance coach. Um, he has business partners with Russell Wilson. His name's Tre- Trevor Moad. Okay. Um, he's brilliant 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 dude um but his like one of his main quotes that hit me like when i first heard it sorry i was fortunate to see this guy like speak in purpose in a room of like 12 people um if you are good enough you're old enough yeah it's that simple yeah you're good is. enough you're old enough you know what i mean like yeah. there's if that wasn't true then there'd be no no way ever that in sports a rookie of the year would win an mvp happens all the time that's so true. No, yeah, there, I didn't even there'd think about be that. no no way that um, Billie Eilish would be as big as she is, and she's like nineteen. Patrick Mahomes being the first, the youngest owner ever to. I mean, he just bought the Kansas City Royals. He's he's part owner, part, part of the group. Yeah, but part, but but he's also one of the youngest owners ever. Youngest owners ever, MVP, Super Bowl. Yeah, you know I mean? so I mean, like, biggest sports contract in history. Yeah. Like, he's what's his experience? He's been there for. He's been in the league for what two years? Two, three years? Yeah, something like that. So exactly. I mean, that's a great point. Yeah. Cause just based off of if just like age was the, was like the thing that I was judged by then the like, factor. Yeah. Yeah. Then like Tom Brady would be that, you know what I mean? Like, or these kids that own these multi-million dollar businesses that blow up. It's like, you know, and I, a video I love is Gary Vee when like this, I think she's like 15 year old girl asks a question and he's talking to her. Like she's a grown ass woman. Yeah. Like he's the way he's talking to her yeah. and he's, he's, you know, he's cussing a little bit and stuff, but it's funny cause he, he doesn't see age. He's, he's a young entrepreneur asking a question mm-hmm. yeah i mean and he's giving an answer and that's kind of how this whole our whole deal is going to work and this is a legit family like this it's going to work both ways like you know we're going to give what we think we could give and then if somebody has something better to give then we're absolutely going to run with it you know what i mean and we'll help you know get them involved whatever the case is but like i said we're going to bring people in as well that know more than us on a specific subject that is going to bring a lot more to you guys than we possibly could you know what i mean totally and it's like, uh, I think I've referenced it before uh, on the podcast. I think I have is like, uh, when you really get into a um, state and flow of like, you're really intelligent, you know, a shit ton about a subject. Yeah. Like you're finally there. Once you realize that there is so much more about the subject that you don't know, yet. you don't know shit. Like once you yeah. fully admit, like, I don't even know what I don't know because it's exactly. topics 
way more in depth and broad than I thought. Yes. That's when you're like, oh, okay. Like I'm, I used to be that, I used to be the worst, especially when it came to like fitness stuff. And oh, my sister who used to ask me for like specific fitness advice of like training her, mm-hmm. can't train her anymore. Cause I was the worst. I thought I knew everything. Yeah. After like a year of like putting some work into it. Yeah. And then it's just like, uh, I was the worst. I was such a dick. Because I just, I thought I was, yeah. I like knew everything. And it was like, and looking back on it, yeah, I was wrong on all of those things. But like, I was naive and thought like, okay, I put, yeah. enough, I put enough work in already. And it's like. You can never put enough. Yeah, you can never yeah. put enough work in. Otherwise, you know, like Dr. Dre wouldn't still be producing, yeah. you know, at this time. He would have already been, produced everything. Eminem would have already wrapped everything. You know, Denzel would have backed everything. Like all of those things. It, it's like, crazy until someone does it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing where, you know, a big point I want to get on is like, don't settle. Um, you know, there's so many things people want to do and they're like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm too old now, or I'm too, uh, you know, I'm too young or I'm not this, I'm not that I'm not certified. And it's like, okay, so you're going to sit your whole life sitting here wondering what if, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we talked, my mom wanted to start a blog about what she's going through. And it's like, you know, and she's been talking about it for a while. We'll start it. Just take the first step. Just, yep. just, just start something. You yep. know what I mean? Be passionate about something. Don't settle and don't let, we talk about fear all the time of, like anything you want to learn and research is literally at your fingertips with the internet and phones and these computers. It's like, you could be an expert in anything you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But literally, also literally don't let your ego, like I've let my ego get in the way of a lot of things. Like when I was training for the NFL, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, I'm better than this guy or this, or I'm too good for that. And it's like, dude, I have so much to learn. And I'm so happy that I finally caught myself at this age where I'm like, dude, you don't know shit about anything and just be open-minded. Don't be a hater. Take something from everybody, like explore people, talk to people, just, like, you're not the only dude in the room, you know what I mean? And, and you know, just because this guy kind of maybe blew me off, that guy might be important, might be going through some shit. Just don't judge situations. Yep. Don't take anything personal and don't settle, you know what I mean? Totally. And um, a lot of that is going to really boil boils down into, like, um, authenticity and being comfortable with yourself and, like, yes. being comfortable with like, what you can take and can't take and, like, all of those things. But like, another thing that just comes back to the idea of just, like, if have you ever taught something to somebody that's older than you? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was a college dropout and I ended up now I have a couple of years of business experience, you know? So, but there was a part of that time of like, after I dropped out of college, I thought it was smart and everybody just for the fact that I dropped out of college. Yeah. Like with no, I don't, actual, I don't need college, no yeah. tangible experience. I yeah. thought like I was killer than everybody. And it was like one, just stupid and naive and just young, you know, immature, mm-hmm. immature, like thought process. But then it's like, two of the people that I've, I've referenced before, like people I've worked with that are, I think are some of the smartest business minds I know in the same day, I have taught them something and they have taught me something. And it's one of those things where at first I was like afraid to be like, it's going to be dumb. Cause it's going to be like, so like such like a, the very first like pillar of knowledge in this subject. So it's yes. like, they're going to be like, dude, no, no shit. Like, duh. <laughs> yeah, of course everybody's thinking that, but I said it and they're like, I don't even know what it is. And yeah. I explained something to them and I was like, Wow. One, it made dude, my confidence yeah. skyrocketed, but like positive confidence. Like it wasn't like a, yeah. an ego boost, but mm-hmm. it was like, dude, hey, I, can I, do, I, can, I can do something here. Yeah. Like, or like, I'm confident that like, I can learn exactly what I'm like. I can learn this shit. Yeah, exactly. But then there was like times where it's one of those things. So the ego didn't hit because at the same time, I learned probably 50 things from those, same, those people that day. Yeah. And I probably only like stuck with three of them because there was so much knowledge. I was like, there's a lot I got to learn here. You guys are smart mofos. <laughs> There's a lot to learn here. Well, you, you never stop learning in any aspect of, of anything. Like, um, you're always looking for the next thing. You're always – and a thing that Zach Efron on the show talked about, he's like, question everything. And that's something we're going to really push to is, like, like relentlessly question everything. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember back in my receiver meetings, you know, my junior, senior year, especially when I got more confidence as a player, I'm questioning literally everything my coach puts on the board. So why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? So cover two, why would I take this route? why wouldn't I go here? Like literally throughout the meeting. And you know what? It got on his nerves, but afterwards, you know, we would talk and he's like, I appreciate you because first of all, it's him as a coach having to explain it. He's still learning. I mean, yeah. he's still learning the game, but it's also refreshing his memory, answering these questions and helping him as a coach. You know what I mean? Like those hard questions, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes it's open stuff. Like that's not a bad idea. Let's, let's run this. Let's try this. All right, let's go ask coach. And we yep. put in a new play that day yep. because I questioned something. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like, you know, questioning old habits, you know, form great new ones, form great new ideas and all that stuff. So it's like, it, it like I always, we're going to keep saying like, it's always crazy until someone does it. It's like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, you think of the time where, I mean, for football players, like when the first person thought of like a screen pass. So like my running back's going to fake block then leak out and my whole offensive line is going to leave <laughs> yeah. and go block for the running back. You know what I mean? Like, so when you think of like 
coaches coming up with plays, they're like, what the hell? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how is that going to work until yeah, it works? What do you mean shotgun? Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. You're going to back up three yards away from the center? What? And now we have the air raid and, yeah. and run and shoot and, you know, all the offenses that yep. we have today. Or the Wildcat. Let's put Ricky Williams at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. But the whole stadium is going to know that he's running. Mm-hmm. Okay, they still can't stop it. You know what I mean? So it's yep. – it, it, it's, it might change the world. Your thought, your idea might change the world. And if you're too scared to put it out there because you don't have a certification or, you know, you don't want to question something, it's like, dude, you might be, you might be the person to literally change the direction of the universe and you don't even know it yet. Absolutely. Know? And it's one of those things where yeah, maybe it's a business meeting or maybe it's a time meeting and there's no time for questions at that moment. That, that's understandable. Write it down, yeah. write it down, write it down, write it down. Write it down. And it's, that's not anybody's fault. It's like, it's like, you, say that's a meeting of 10 people about anything. It could be just a book club or it could be, or just anything, you know? Yes. And there's not specific time for questions then. That's okay. Yeah. It's nobody's fault that you didn't have time to ask it. It is absolutely your fault if you never ask it. A hundred percent. And we talk about, and we're going to push on our platform as well, is that there's literally nothing. It's, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yep. There's, there's nothing you can ask that we're going to be like, are you serious? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, we will a hundred percent answer anything with authenticity from ourselves. As far as like, it's okay. If you're starting from zero and you're literally like, I don't even know where to start. We're yeah. going to talk about, you know, probably journaling and stuff and you don't even know how to start. That's okay. Reach out to us. We'll literally yeah. show you how to start a blank page of a journal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, about, at least how we do it. And you can go look up other ways and other techniques, but we will literally help you write the first word. Yeah. I mean, like whatever it is, there's no such thing as a stupid question. So we love getting questions or, or DMs or whatever it is about, about any topic. And like I said, if I can't find the answer for you and I'll ask Luke, if he can't find it, we'll go ask somebody else and we'll find yeah. it for you. Yeah, so. we'll, we, we will find the answer, but it doesn't mean that we initially have the answer. That's yeah, the exactly. Answer. I mean, I don't know a shit ton of stuff. You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know basically. About I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, I basically don't know like anything at all. Um, but there's another, uh, so Tim Ferriss is somebody that I, I pushed on the podcast yes. and I've introduced you to. Like probably my favorite person like i don't like to like really idolize people but he's yeah. one of the people that has done like a lot of things like that's just to me it's just cool as shit you know yeah, he interviewed hugh jackman dude it's wolverine yeah has a cool oh. voice dude oh, he's just <laughs> man it's just like he's like the australian morgan freeman <laughs> but, but he told a story in one of his books of just uh, about asking questions and it was, he was in college i think it was high school or college. no it was college because uh he wrote a paper and then he had uh, the teacher had like a, those sessions where you can like ask a question for an hour. You can like study like an hour with her. Mm-hmm. And he studied the three, all three sessions in three blocks and asked her questions for three hours. And it was one of those things where he understood it so much, but she understood that he wanted to like to learn so bad, but also understood that he was going to endlessly question her. He never, he never got less than an A in that class. Half the reason may have been because she was like, I don't want to deal with this kid for three more hours. Yeah. You're asking me that many, that many damn questions. Here you go. Here's an A. <laughs> so that's one of those things where looking back at it and she, like, he, I think he interviewed that actually, that professor was just like, I, all I had to do was read it once because someone who asked that much question, he, he's going to get it. Yeah, like, exactly. You're going to get it. Like you're going to, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. And it's okay, dude. If you're one of those people that question everything and that's how me and Luke are and we're, uh, we're dreamers, man. And we dream big and, it scares people and we question things and it's not like we're questioning the person. We're just, my, my mind is rolling. I just yeah. have so much shit that I'm like, okay, what about this? Like, what if we did this? And then, okay. So then like football is like, I, I told the, I told the coaches ahead of time in Hawaii, they, they pulled me aside and like, Hey, let's talk ball. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you a heads up. I can sit here for hours. Okay. And talk ball. So like, you know, cause then they yeah. asked me a question. Like, okay. What, what have you thought about this and doing this? And you know, not that I'm the, I'm not even a coach, but I'm just, you know, I just love talking ball and learning new shit and, Yep. explaining my feelings about certain plays and whatever. So it's like, we dream big and we see a big picture. And sometimes that scares people. And there's a quote, we were working at like one o'clock in the morning last night. And can you tell me or tell them the quote that you told me when I, when I talked about how we're, we're dreamers, we dream big. Yeah. It, it's something along the lines of uh, if people are insecure about your goals, that's on them. It's not on you. Yeah. And that is, it spoke volumes to me because, you know, I, we get so excited. We're telling people what we're going to do and do this. And they're just like, whoa, dude, like, okay, we'll start here. And it's like, absolutely. Yeah. You got to start somewhere, start small, but it's like, some people can't see the big picture. Like some people have just such a small mind and such a small capacity that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, with going to school, getting a good job that has good benefits, having a family and doing the nine to five. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but having that, that freaking huge mindset of goals that you're like, nah, dude, I'm going to, 
change the, the freaking world. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to do something so big and it's not even for the notoriety or, or fame or anything, but it's just the fact that, you know, you have so much more value to bring the world than just working a nine to five job that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how we feel. And it's just, like I said, there's nothing wrong with those jobs and essential workers are, you know, I put my heart out for them and how they're working right now, but it's just, I just feel like there's just so much in this brain of mine that we question and do all this stuff that it's like, it's going to be value to the world someday. So. Yeah. And it's even like one of those things, as you grew up, you start to realize like all those things that you thought were like stupid little cliches. And like my mom had like those little like signs in like the bathroom. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like Or the post-it notes. Or yeah. Sure, yeah. Or like the one of like in the office, like it's an eagle and then a random motivational word. And then like a random statement, yeah. like how do those actually make sense together? But okay. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, there's the, like the age old one of like, you, if you shoot from the moon and miss it, you might even hit a star. It's like one of those things where like, okay, like that's kind of lame. And then you think about it when you're older, you're like, okay, shit. But like, that's, that, dude, like, that metaphor is relevant, dude. A hundred percent. Mason just bought a whole, you know, he's moving to LA. He's going to law school. Shout out to Mason. Um, my cousin, and he just bought a huge canvas, right. For over his, uh, his headboard. And it's a lion chasing a gazelle. And it says closed mouths don't get fed. And it's like, Oh, and that's cliche, whatever. But it's like, dude, it's one of the dopest things ever because it's so true. Like, like it's safe. What's the worst that happens? You, you get, you know, said to you, you don't get a reply, you know, squeaky wheel gets the oil. It's just like getting noticed. It's like my whole time, you know, uh, on the sideline when kicker turn partner turns going on and I'm a freshman and I'm bugging my special teams coordinator to put me in. And one day he finally put me in and it changed the course of my career. You know yep. what I mean? So it's like, squeaky wheel gets filled it's like all right dude shut the fuck up go get this kicker turn then yep. show me something yep. well i was ready to roll you know what i mean yep. so it's like squeaky wheel gets the oil closed mouths don't get fed like get ready to roll like create your own opportunities you know what i mean yeah that used to happen it was in one of the uh, some business stuff i used to do like i used to like write all these emails my boss used to ask me to like write the emails like the, you buy something you get mm-hmm. emails sent to you you know like yeah. confirmation stuff like hey there's a sale going on and there was one time he was like i need to write an, like, i need to write an email and half the time, he never even actually sent them out. But he, yeah. kept, he kept asking me, he kept asking me, just yeah. like prove it to him. So one time I was just like, uh, I was like, what if we did this, this, and this? Actually, what if, let me just co- give me like a day. I'm going to create a huge plan. Yeah. I created this master, master email like, campaign, master email plan for this company and came back. He took 20, 20% of it. But it was just like, I was just doing one email that was never used. Yeah. I just said, hey, what if I'm just going to present you this whole thing. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And he took 20% of it, which is like, going back to that single email I was doing every week, it was like 20 times more than that responsibility. And what if you never showed him? Never showed him. Yeah, you know I mean, who, who knows what would have happened? You know what I mean? Well, that's just, I mean, every CEO ever, or like people that have came from nothing. It's like, what if, what if that person would have never, what if, you know, Steve jobs never talked about the, you know, the Apple, like what if you just would have, you know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have what we have today in the technology and all this stuff. So it's just like, literally just goes back to the point, like your one idea might could, possibly change and it might be something small right now it could just be like a, a brand company name but that turns into something which turns into this which turns into that which changes the whole freaking course of the world you know what i mean and in the world we live in now with all this technology and all this, this setup all this shit we have right now i mean yep. like could possibly not be here if one person didn't think of something you yep. know what i mean dude it's dude, like the light for example dude like if like it's the whole thing if you say like never settle or I'm kind of thinking of it too. Is like, don't be content. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Don't be content with like right now with the current because there's a possibility it could get better. It totally can. It's one of those things of uh, if Tesla or Edison were content, everything would be lit by goddamn fire. Yeah. And there would be no light bulbs. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they were content with that, maybe somebody came along ten years later and did it. But that, that's ten years of history where other inventions were created because those people thought of it then and acted upon that thought. And they failed and they failed and they failed and they failed and they yeah. failed and then it worked. And then another person questioned them, which, which then mm. invented something else, which could possibly be better, which more sustainable, you know, yeah. their whole, All of those things. the whole process. Um, we can go on for, for hours about this stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll go to the next topic, uh, which we're probably going to end on here. And it's, uh, which we love. And obviously I love, and I didn't really realize the shirt I'm wearing kind of exposes a lot of it, but it's tattoos. Yep. Uh, we touched a little bit on it and we just thought that By was a way, kind of a, also, if you're watching the video, he's wearing a cutoff. This is not a shirt. This is the thing that you it don't It used to be a shirt. It, yeah. Or, <laughs> let me guess. You flexed and the sleeves fell off. That's what happened? No, I, I forgot to eat the last couple of days, so, so I'm not losing some weight. <laughs> so I just want, the, want everybody to know Caleb's definition of a shirt means just anything that covers- My nipples. I know all 100 of you guys that unfollowed me yeah. that, was, that I was posting <laughs> those shirtless pictures, you know, really, really hate it. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, 
but uh, tattoos, and eventually we want to have uh, our tattoo artists that work on our body canvas um, come on the show and talk about just the profession of tattooing. I think it's mm -hmm. unbelievable. The day that I heard the Wiz Khalifa song, Ink My Whole Body, I decided to be committed to the process of literally inking my whole body. And, um, you know, and as cliche as it sounds, I, I love the artistic work behind it. I love expressing myself through tattoos. I love that everything on my body means something to me. It's mm -hmm. me on an art form and I love it. And I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to be who I am. I want to be, yeah, I mean, I, and people, it's funny. Like I, I said, I think on the other podcast, like my freshman baseball coach commended me because like you said what you were going to do, you were literally getting tattooed. And you know, Grant Stoker, shout out to Grant. He came over today. He's like, dude, you are tatted up. And I'm like, and he, you know, I remember when you used to talk about that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I've wanted this for a very long time. So yeah. it's not just like I wanted to follow a crowd of, which I do think the world is moving towards tattoos being less frowned upon as much as like, it's a creative artistic piece of art. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a thing of art. Yeah. And it's uh, in like the workforce I've seen, I work with, I'm almost thinking about like some of the, even like businesses I've walked through, just like when you walk into a building, like I almost feel like now it's almost 50 50. And then some companies it's just like, everybody's tattooed. Yeah, <laughs> everybody happens to have a tattoo. And then all of a sudden, like, you don't see it at work and then it happens to be like an after work event and somebody's wearing shorts and be like, dude, your thighs tattooed. Yeah. What? I would have never known that. And it'd be like, and they're like, yeah, it just happens to be there. It's not, I'm not even trying to hide it. It's just, that's where it is. So then that goes back to me is like, why does it matter if you can see it or not? Like, oh, so you can hide it. So it's more professional. And it's just like, you know, and that's something that's never stuck with me, which is why I told you guys why I got the hand tattoo, not why I got it. I mean, but it was another reason of kind of like, I don't really care about what the status quo is like, yeah. oh, hand tattoos don't get you jobs. And I don't think that's even remotely possible. Like, or I mean, it's possible that it could cut off some, you know, stuff, but I don't want to live a normal nine to five life. So that's okay. You know, I want to be my own boss. I want to yep. build businesses and companies and yep. that stuff. So, you know, it's not for the average, whatever, but I've met a lot of people that have tattoos and I've asked them, I just like, no, absolutely not. I've peeped through there. There was cops walking around Hawaii, tatted up on their neck and hands just sleeved up. And I'm like, which obviously is another, it's a different culture. A lot of people out there are tatted up, whatever. But I just think like, it's, it's a stupid, stupid thing to judge people on as far as, and there's a lot of things in this world that we're doing today that judge people based off stupid shit, color of your skin, all that kind of stuff. And that's a huge topic down yeah. the road, but just to judge people, just anything other than the person they are. That's one thing I will judge everybody on is just the character and the person they are. Are you a shitty person? Then screw you. But if you're a good person, you're tatted from head to toe on your eyelids. Cool, bro. Like, would be best friends. You're a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, you're a are you a shitty person? Then screw you. Yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, are you a good dude or not? A good, like, good girl or not? I feel like that shit on the podcast. You should be like, that. It's like, if you don't shoot big red, then. <laughs> but no, it's one of those things, too. It's just like, if you're not given an opportunity, for example, like a job, because, like, for example, a hand tattoo. Oh God, you're missing so much value. Well, yeah, and if that's and that's the reason why somebody doesn't hire you. If it's that, even if yeah. you don't know it's that, and it's, but they know it, like, yeah, I'm subconsciously, hired, then it's like cool. You don't want to be there anyway. It's I don't like, want to work you know, for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's, if I could have gotten that opportunity, it was the perfect one. There's other opportunities there. One hundred percent. Now I just got to move ninety degrees the other way and just look look a different direction. Yeah, you know? and I think that's such an old way of living and thinking as far as the tattoo thing and, and judging people based off certain gender or skin or whatever the case is like. Yeah. Um, I think the tattoos are a huge subject today, I think, and they're making, you know, cause I understand back in the day, like the only time you could really get them, you know, a lot of people were either jail prison was kind of yeah. like the, that yeah. was the only way people were really getting them. And yeah. it's became a full on profession. I mean, the guy that you got tattooed by zero has literally, I mean, Blown up, man. when you first Cheers. met him, I think what he had like a couple hundred maybe followers on Instagram. And now he's oh. a, literally one of the biggest tattoo artists in the world. So yeah, it's the, when I got my tattoo from him, he was literally, uh, Oh, really glad I got him on ground floor. Zero, you're my, you're my guy. But I'm glad <laughs> because looking at my ribs now, he should have charged me. There should be another zero. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He told me, it's like, I, I can't even like, not that like I can't. It's like, I am not a like professional yet. Like I, I don't, I'm not even on my own yet. Like, yeah, exactly. Basically like this is like kind of a test tattoo. And I was like, dude, I've seen, seen some of other stuff. I, I'm in. Yeah, fast forward, then he's like, he works in the shop in New York. He goes back and forth. I think he made you some work in Seattle. And then all of a sudden, like a year ago, dude's got his own shop in Huntington Beach. Like his own yeah. dude, on, on main, like on, that, that ain't cheap. You know no, what I mean? Like, no. it, you know, he's, he just, that's him. That's who he is. And he's <laughs> cool as shit. He's unbelievably creative unbelievably creative what i love about tattoo artists and shout out to alfred mad tatters that, that's my guy he he my body's his canvas and you know i love all of his work and the thing is that like and uh 
the thing that tattoo artists is they're the most unjudgmental people. Like you might, yeah. cause people come in there and they're like not confident about, well, I kind of want to get this. And it's like, dude, I'm not, they're not here to judge you. Like yeah. that's how they pay their bills. That's how yep. that's their business. Like, yep. like it's, it's a judgment free zone. And the people that I feel like are the least judgmental are people with other tattoos as far as like, Oh bro, that's oh. sick. What does that mean? And it's like, you know, it means if it means nothing to you, like if I like one of your pieces, be like, Oh, well, it's just, I just like this. Like, that's dope, dude. I like the piece. Like, it's just respect, like, yeah, dude. for other yeah. art. You know what I mean? And that's one of those things where uh, I read this because it was like um, in the very thought before I got my first tattoo when I was 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Was probably 18. I think it was 18. Um, I like read something. It was like the number one difference, the biggest difference between people with tattoos and people without tattoos mm-hmm. is that people with tattoos don't judge people without tattoos for not having tattoos. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. You know what I mean, like, I don't, I don't judge, like, I don't judge my, my sister for not having a tattoo. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? And she's never judged me for having one, but like, that's just an example. Yeah. Like, but it's totally the other way around. It's like super weird. Yeah. And that's, it's just the whole topic of tattoos, which is, it's just a weird, um, some people hate them. Like, you know, like, Oh, if my dad, my dad would kill me if I got this or something. And it's like, to me, it's like, well, it's my body. Yeah, I mean that it's, was that was the line. <laughs> my dad was adamant. No, no, yeah. no, not in my house. He was yeah. There. And then I was like, "Dad, it's my body." He goes, "Well, shit, you're not wrong." Yeah, yeah, you paying for it? Okay, you're exactly. Not wrong. Yeah, which understanding you were taking your parents' money and tatting your body without them knowing. That's yeah. a little different story. But if it's your own money and you're and you're getting and you truly want it, like I've wanted a lot of these pieces for a super super long time. I I'm always on looking at tattoos, what I want to do next, and it's like if. I like it. I'll keep it. I'll come back to it in a, in a couple of weeks. I like it. I'll come back to it another month. If I still like it, then I'll probably get it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, make sure you, you know, go through the whole process where you get a tattoo, but also like, it's your body, dude. It's your life. Do what you want. Like if I regret this hand tattoo, that's on me. Yeah. That's on me. If I yeah. go down the road and I lose out on a job that I'm not going to, cause I probably don't want that job that doesn't want me because of a hand tattoo. Yeah. But hypothetically speaking, um, then that's on me. I lost an opportunity. That's my fault. I'll, I'll take on the chin. You know what I mean? But in the meantime, bro, it's my life. I'm going to live my life. I love who I am. I've always liked the edgy, piercing, tattooed look. And that's just, that's who I'm going to be. And I've, I've literally always wanted it to look how I'm starting to look, if that makes sense. Totally. And that's like, um, it's like funny because it's like, I haven't really gone down that like, um, I'm trying to think of like, almost like snowball effect of it. It was just like, as soon as you get one, oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as you get one, you want another one right away. Addicted. But, but dude, like my, it's like my brother went, um, Dude, he went zero to hundred in yeah. like, dude, like a uh, couple months, dude, huh? like five, <laughs> six months of like yeah. one full sleeve and just uh, his hands and on his elbow and just dude, he's yeah, he's tatted to all hell. He's got a big old one on his thigh from when he won a hockey championship. You know, a few drinks. I love that <laughs> championship. If I won any championships, Champ- I probably would have been the same. <laughs> yeah, but it's like one of those things where it's a slippery slope because. When it's, it's, it's an outlet for sure, dude. It's an outlet for oh, people yeah. just to like. Once you hear the, it's like my, oh God, it's, oh, it's so soothing. It's one of those things of just like, it's always like one of those things where it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And then it's one of those things where it's like, as soon as it hits, it's kind of like, okay, this hurts, but like not more or less than I thought it was going to hurt, but it's, it's a different pain than I thought it was going to be. Like when, oh, I got, sure. when I got my wrist done, as opposed to like, like my bicep and my ribs definitely hurt, but my, dude, my wrist was like, Oh, that, you're, you're, that not tattooing a bone. you're not tattooing a bone. This is weird. I, it's a weird pain. It hurts like hell, but like those nerves, but it doesn't that. hurt, but it's like there and it's constant. And it's like, it feels like you're tattooing the other side of my wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel it. The other side. I've had one where it's like tattooing and it's like a random spot on my back hurts. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I mean, where it's like oh, on my wrist or it's like hitting like, a nerve. I that... got like my inner arm tattooed and I was just sweating bullets only from that armpit. <laughs> I wasn't sweating in general anywhere else, but just, it was like, as soon as it was here, it's like just, just sweat came out. That's funny. Another thing that, you know, I kind of wanted to end on with the tattoos is just, you don't know what that person's story is for that tattoo. Like, mm-hmm. so judging them, like I have it, it is what it is tatted on me. And people are like, Oh, that's a, you know, that, that's a funny saying, you know, like it's, it's a family tattoo for my grandpa. That was his yep. saying. A lot of people in my family have it. It is what it is. My sister, you know, my cousin. So people have it on them, my family. And it's like, you know, you don't know what any of these tattoo tattoos can mean. And if you're going to judge me before you even ask me what it means, then screw you in general. Yeah, you totally. know what I mean? Cause so it's like, you know, and, and some stuff might be super personal to people or yours, the, you know, the uncommon, most uncommon people, that's a tap into that mindset of being creative and being yourself. And that's who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's sparked the idea for the uncommons. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's like, just don't be judgmental. I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to break it down to. Totally, man. It's, uh, and back to the idea of just like an outlet too. I was just like, um, cause my, my brother is 
uh, just an example of somebody who is like, especially even you actually, because you guys are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. The idea of just like, sometimes people who have a ton of tattoos and, and like, I'm not saying this specifically either of you, but it's like other people I know, it's just like, you have a lot of shit to say. Yeah. You're a lot more than like people like, than you might let on. Yeah. From, from the surface. Yeah. And it's just one of those things of like, um, I know somebody that I'm thinking of that I like, I won't name, but like very, very tattooed. It's, it's not you or my brother, but like <laughs> they have a hard time communicating. They have like a hard time like saying the shit that they yeah. feel. And it's like, not even that they'll be judges. Like they have a hard time communicating. Yeah. It. So that is an outlet of like how they feel about life. Yeah. And it's one of those things of like, if you take that kind of like perspective when you're looking at somebody, you're like, this dude might have a really interesting story. Yeah, dude, like, exactly. One, like one of the, some of the most interesting conversations I've ever had with strangers are just like, dude, that's a, that's a sick piece. Like, and they're like, thanks. I'm like, no, oh, I no. traveled to Spain and I did this and I yeah. or did it's this. Like, I broke a record. Sometimes <laughs> it throws people off when it's just like, uh, tell me about it. Like, oh, yeah, down. Yeah. Everybody who has a tattoo is like, a story, I'd be happy to tell you a story. Yeah. There's something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if like, you got it on the wind, but there's a story of the night you got it. You know yeah, I mean? exa- like, yeah something, exactly. Something there. Like, I love that. I love that, man. So uh, we'll probably wrap it up here. And um, I have the question of the day. Okay. And, um, you know, something that, you know, shout out to Kawayami. He's a great friend. And uh, I was reading his testimonial that he sent. And he said that he was fortunate enough to tear his ACL. Um, and to me that, and that's going to be a whole nother topic as far as like shit that happens that happened for a reason that, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether you believe in stuff happens for a reason or you just believe in creating your opportunities, whatever it is, what is something that happened that you were like, why me? Or like something that you thought was going to be so bad, but now you're just so fortunate that it happened. Like, like, you know, when something happens, you're like, Oh my God, yeah. what am I going to do? And then you yeah. look back and you're like, I'm so fortunate that happened because it led me to this and it led me to this. And it led me. like, what? There's one thing that stemmed from something that, you know, made your success or that like, you know, you thought you were never going to re- recover from. Um, oh, can, the one that just comes to mind right now is getting fired. Um, yeah. I was way over, over my, like in over my head of uh, the amount that was due for rent for the apartment of my brother um, with like no income coming in, months left in the lease. Like, it was like, dude, I have enough saved to pay like a month of my part of it, maybe mm-hmm. a mo- maybe two months or like partially two months, and yeah. I had a lot more than that time left, yeah. like on the lease. Um, I had no other income coming in, and it was just like a real life thing of like, shit, this happens. Because I walked into work that day, and it's I love everybody at that company too. And like looking back at it, like decisions they made were the decisions they made. It's cool. I'm still friends with all of them. Yeah, and it's so still opened up. I mean, I can totally get into a, a hell of a lot of opportunities down the road. Uh, but that day it was like, uh, dude, like I had like that split, like hour feeling of like, dude, like, why'd you drop out of college? Like what, now you dude, now you're unemployed. Yeah. Like now look at me. Why yeah. the hell did you like sign this lease on this expensive of, of an apartment and all of these things? And it was like, you're not even using the amenities and like, yeah. stop making dumb decisions. Like, dude, I, there was like that hour, like that dark hour of just like, dude, you're fucking up, man. You're fucking up your life. Like, yeah. and then looking back at it now, it was like, yeah, I had a couple of days where I was just like, okay, got to figure it out. Got to figure it out. And I was like, uh, I called one of those uh, partners of the company. Mm-hmm. Actually, I texted, called all of them. Every single one that fired me. I texted and called all of them. And I just said, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Which then turned into, hey, I have this other business. Um, so what if you do some of this work? And then some of this work. And then some of this work. And then I started freelancing. And then I started learning how to build websites. And I started learning more about just d- digital marketing other than like that specific niche I was working for. And I haven't gone back to work since. And that's just, I mean, you have an incredible story that we sat here and talked about. And uh, I know that you're going to introduce these, these guys once we launch our stuff. And, you know, I could definitely tap into that as far as like, you know, I talked about my injury before. And, you know, at the time I was, um, you know, homeless because my name wasn't on a lease and the kid transferred and then I got broken up with. And then I'm sitting uh, at my, you know, Lucas Weber, thank God his family saved me and let me stay at their guest house. But I'm sitting in this guest house with my knee up, injured as shit, um, watching Washington State play USC on national television. And they just wanted everybody to storm the field. And I had the same thing, like, dude, why did I transfer? What am I doing? What, yep. what am I, you know, there's all these flood of doubts come rolling in. Yep. And then you look back and it's literally led you to this exact place that you are now, yep. the relationships that you have now, you know, the girlfriend that I have now, like if yep. I would have never, tra- you know, just all that stuff. If I would have never did this, I would have never got hurt. I would have never had another year. And I would have never, you know what I mean? There's just all that stuff that the domino effect of everything that happens for a reason. You know what I mean? And you definitely created your own opportunity. And it wasn't just like, my uncle's a firm believer and he doesn't believe in everything happens for a reason. He believes that you've created the opportunity that that happened for yeah. him, you know, he, cause he's like, okay, you can get hurt and go down the rabbit hole and be a mess and 
and then that, you know, that, that happened for a reason that you became a mess, you know, whatever. So you create your opportunities. But I think being fortunate um, and looking at life a different way, like where you could sit there and just be like, why me, bro? Fuck, what am I going to do? I, I regret everything. I have so much doubt. Yeah. But that can just turn that into, okay, what's next? What's my next move? How am I going to recover from this? You know? Oh, so yeah. That's awesome. It's, uh, life puts you really quickly in uh, like one of those things of you can go for, either why me, you can go try me. Yeah. Like, I like that. I'm one of those people. Um, I have conversations with, uh, you know, with some upper, some higher power. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. You know, for me, it's God, but for me, I have this, I have this image of God and I want to like get religious and spiritual yeah. here, but it's like this. To me, I just have this relationship with him, and I just kind of, I'm like, yeah, all right, man, all right, we're gonna do this. Challenge man. accepted. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. All right, get in the ring, man. You're, yeah, you're gonna win, but I, uh, I mean, you're gonna feel him here. You know, yeah. I mean, you're, you're gonna know that I was here. Yeah, and that's one of those things of, uh, just, just, just try me, man. Uh, like, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna suck. Sometimes it's gonna be hell. It's gonna be the worst feeling ever, and it's gonna be the worst feeling ever, and the worst feeling ever, and then all of a sudden it's gonna get a bit better and a bit better and a bit better. And if you stick with it, whole life can change. I, I love that. And I'll end, uh, you know, on my part on this and it's just the, um, I can always relate to injury because it was like my first real one that, that, that knee. And, um, when you're rehabbing, everything sucks at the day after surgery and all that shit, you're just a mess, blah, blah. Can't even do anything. Care needs a little, a little bit healed. Now we're going to go to rehab. First day of rehab, we bend your knee a little bit. Yep. That, then you're done for the day. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and then every day is a little battle. Now I can walk. Now I don't have a limp. Now I bend it to 90 degrees. Yeah. Now, you know, so every day is a, is a little battle, a little win, a little win. You keep building up those little wins and then you're running again. And now you're on the field playing again. And you know what I mean? I remember my first game back, I was like, oh my God. And, and you miss it and it opens perspective and everything's taken away from you and you work so hard to get it back and you have a newfound love for everything. And so it's just, it's, you know, I, I love the struggle, man. And, and that's the thing that we're going to push is find something we're struggling for. I have that mm -hmm. tattooed as well. It says, trust your struggle. And it, it is true, man, like throughout the struggle and you're going to realize what you want in life, man. It's just, it's going to hit you and it's beautiful. So I think it's a good way to end it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for, for everything and, and your time and, and being with us. We really, really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you for your time. Again, theuncommons.co, put in your email, sign up, and uh, we will send you a really funny email that uh, I really love. And uh, again, thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your time today.